Philistines captured the Ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. And the Philistines took the Ark of God and brought it into the house of Dagon and set it up beside Dagon. And when the people of Ashdod rose early the next day, behold, Dagon had fallen face downward on the ground before the Ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon and put him back in his place. But when they rose early on the next morning, behold, Dagon had fallen face downward on the ground before the Ark of the Lord. And the head of Dagon and both his hands were lying cut off on the threshold. Only the trunk of Dagon was left to him. This is why the priests of Dagon and all who entered the house of Dagon did not tread on the threshold of Dagon and Ashdod to this day. So what did the Philistines do with this prized ark? Presented as a trophy to God. Yes! They put it in the temple of their God. After all, their God be God, God, you know, Jehovah God. And uh, so they, they are going to, you know, honor Dagon for this kill. And uh, so they set it up there by Dagon. And the next morning they go in and what's happened to poor Dagon? Falling on, his, falling on his face. That would be the position of doing what? Worship. worship. <laughs> it's like he's worshiping God. <laughs> and of course, with uh, Dagon, he doesn't really have the strength to get himself up. So they have to uh, lift Dagon up. You know, I've always wondered if they kind of tried <laughs> to situate him a little better and make sure he wasn't, you know, kind of tipsy there, get a level place on the floor and you know, probably kind of brushed him off a little bit, you know, make Dagon okay again. And they go in early the next morning, and what's happened to poor Dagon? He fell over again, but it's kind of worse the second time, just like the second battle was worse. What happened this time? Yeah, his hands are cut off. His head's broken off. Kind of... Kind of reminds you of Humpty Dumpty or something, you know. He's <laughs> all broken up, and uh, you know it's kind of interesting. This this passage is going to be talking about the hand of the Lord, like in, in verse six. But but Dagon loses his hands before the hand of God, and uh, so what do they do from there on out? Or maybe I should say, what do they not do? They don't walk on that. Yeah, they don't walk on the threshold as they come into the temple. You know, because you really hate to step on the spot where your God lost his head. You know, that, that's kind of bad. So this is kind of a, a, a memory perpetuated of Dagon's weakness and defeat before God. It's amazing. There is not a single Israelite in sight. God doesn't have an army with him, but he manages to knock Dagon over and then beat him up. You know, how many people does God have to have in his army to win? You know, we might say, well, 300, Gideon's army. Or we might say two, Jonathan and armor bearer. We'll come to that a little later. You know, we might say one, David can beat Goliath. Truth is, doesn't take any. You know, God is victorious alone. Comments? Alex? Do you think this is, well, you kind of mentioned this a little bit, but are the Philistines kind of like using the Ark of the Covenant as a trophy to their God, or are they just adding to the collection of gods? I would have taken it more since they took it to Dagon's temple. 
as kind of saying, this is proof that their God defeated Israel's God. That's the way I would take it. They don't make a new temple to Israel's God like as if they now have him on their side. Jake? We see that other place in the Old Testament of taking others and putting in the temple. So David finds this sword of Goliath at the tabernacle, and they take the vessel of the house of the Lord and put them in like Nebuchadnezzar and those things. It's like the trophies that the gods that they've defeated. Yeah, good point. There's several examples of that, Chris. Does, how would you address it? Doesn't it seem contradictory that God wasn't with the ark in the battle, and now God's with the ark in the face of Dagon? What would you say about that? Why is God now with the ark when he wasn't, Trevor? Uh, I just felt in the battle, the, um, the Israelites were just looking upon the Philistines, I'm sorry, looking upon it as, I'm sorry. They're looking upon the ark as their God. They put that in his place. Uh, the ark is just something God put there for them to, uh, to for the, um, in his place on earth. And they're looking at it as their God, not, uh, not God. Yes, you're right. So why was God with the ark in chapter 5, but wasn't with the ark in chapter 4? Roger? God is showing like, uh, that it's not that the Philistines are stronger, or that the Philistines' God are more powerful than him, uh, but that the Israelites were just with him. He wasn't with them. He's proving himself, Blake. It reminded me of chapter 2. Hannah's prayer, um, a lot of what she said kind of goes back to this. Who does God work through? He doesn't work through the rich, he doesn't work through the powerful. He proves himself to those people that he is powerful. So what does what should that tell us, sir? Well, I was just going to say, it's also kind of like if the Israelites saw their idea of being successful, they still wouldn't be trusting in God. They'd be like, wow, he's really thought of a great idea. That's true. You're all close to the answer to my question, but nobody's answered it yet, Logan. I was going to say that God's power to work is independent of whether or not the ark is there. What he did in those situations, it didn't matter whether the ark was there or not. He that did is true. What he wanted to. So for for the battle with the Israelites, what he wanted to do was he needed to show them that that they were not okay. Was God in that battle? Yes. Yes, absolutely. God was in that battle. Who made the Philistines defeat Israel? That was the Lord. We look at this and say, well, why wasn't God with the ark? Well, God, as you say, is not so much with the ark. God's everywhere. But really, it was God that gave the Philistines the victory, and it's God that now is punishing his uh, you know, he used the Philistines to defeat Israel, now he's defeating the Philistines. Yeah, they brought God into the battle, but he was on the other side. <laughs> exactly. They were being punished for their actions by God. And that was going to happen regardless of whether the ark was there. Exactly. And the same with Dagon. This is just, I see another method of God teaching the people. You know, he didn't need the ark there necessarily, but they certainly saw that representation as God. And when it's there in front of their God, he's going to make a, a, take a teaching moment out of that. That's right. And, and their attitude toward the Lord was arrogant. You know, they thought they had defeated God. So God's going to show them a thing or two. Yeah, very good. Good, good discussion about that. Helps us to think about those things. Yes? Um, I think it kind of goes along with the thing that we've been discussing the whole time about the humble being exalted. Except for the 
except in this situation it's more of an inverted um, idea of that where both of these nations thought they were being exalted and then now they're both being humbled by God because the Israelites were humbled because they were defeated by the, Phil the Phil Philistines yeah. and then the Philistines are humbled because they believe their God is greater. So in a way we humbled two nations at the same time. Amen. Good point. I agree. Yes, Blake? I didn't think it was interesting. You said that the Philistines were praying about the, because they thought the presence of God was over the ark. Um, it seems like Israel didn't really have the fear of God in this instance. They just kind of, uh, you, we're trying to use the ark. So I, I think that kind of proves a lot to us as far as not having a fear of God. God's not on our side. The ultimate problem always comes back to respect for the Lord. All right, 6 to 12. city, the city of Gath. And what happens in Gath? Tumors. So what do they do with the ark? Send it to Ekron. And, well, the Ekronites see the ark coming, and what do they say? <laughs> oh, we don't want the ark. We're sort of playing hot potato with the ark. You know, they were so eager to get the ark, and now they decide they don't want it. You know, this is God going on a victory march you know, through Philistine territory, single-handed. You know, just him. I want to make this point again. God doesn't need us. It doesn't matter whether he's got us or not. He can win the victory. There's a song that I just don't think we ought to sing. The point of it is an appropriate point they're trying to make, but what's said in the song is not true. We say God has no hands but our hands to do his work today. He has no feet but our feet to lead men in his way and all that. That's not true. 
He, he does not depend on us. He's got plenty of means at his disposal, whether he's got us or not. Should we serve him? Absolutely. Does he intend to do his work through us? Yes. God has blessed us with the opportunity for him to do his work through us. But he has nothing other than us to use? Oh, he's got all sorts of resources at his disposal. There's not a single man on earth that serves the Lord. God can get his job, his work done. He will accomplish his will. And he shows that here. There's no Israelite, there's no army, there's no anything. There's just this piece of furniture, this box. But God is accomplishing his will. Very impressive to see God's action in this. And really kind of funny to see how the Philistines go from excited about getting the ark to nobody wants the ark. Comments? Josh? In verse 12, where it says the cry of the city went up to heaven, is that just an explanation of how profound the cry was? Yeah, and, and maybe in a sense that the Lord hears that. But yeah, I think it's, it's a great outcry. Other thoughts? Dan? I think it's interesting that this, uh, these panic-stricken plagues that are, are placed that God brings to these Philistines and describes simply as the hand of the Lord being heavy upon them, just the pressure. He didn't stomp, he didn't, he didn't punch them, he just laid his hands on top of them, and that was all it was. Yeah, God, if, if God puts the uh, weight of his hand on us, we're going to be uh, really small. <laughs> Very good. Well, what are they going to do with the ark? I mean, that's kind of the next question that comes up. Nobody really wants it now. None of the five city-states of the Philistines are willing to accept the ark. So they've got to figure out something they're going to do about it. So, uh, chapter 6, verses 1 to 9. Now the ark of the Lord was in the country.